Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Rob Madrid. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Henry. Excited to have you. Before I get started, though, I want to give a shout out to a listener, John. John listens all the way from Australia. So, John, thanks for being a loyal listener of the How of Car Washing. So, on to Rob. Rob Madrid is a bilingual professional car wash guru. He's skilled in all aspects of the industry, from multi-unit, multi-phase startups to total company turnarounds. Rob has extensive experience in operations, education, marketing, sales, and organizational consulting. Uh, He's learned um, scores of industry best practices while working as a trainer of a large car wash franchising team, honed those skills then at the largest car wash training school in the country, and mastered his own best practices that are being taught to hundreds of other operators all over the country. Rob's experience lies in operations, having served as COO and Director of Operations for several full-serve, flex-serve, and express exterior car wash businesses. And then we're going to chat about, in this episode, he is also the owner of Gleam Car Wash in Denver, Colorado. He also founded Wash Guru, which offers services to people looking to open and uh, existing car wash operators. And he'll tell us about the services that he offers through Wash Guru. And uh, I mentioned his car washes in Denver. He also resides in the Denver, Colorado area. So with that introduction, and we'll get more from Rob in this conversation. Once again, Rob Madrid, welcome to the show. Thank you. So um, curious always how uh, I read a little bit about it, obviously in the bio, but, but tell us uh, briefly about the story, how you got into the car wash industry. Uh, I was, uh, uh, managing restaurants, uh, steakhouses in Dallas. Um, and I got a call, uh, kind of a cold call from a restaurant recruiter. Uh, there was a guy that had a, uh, had a wash in Dallas. I was looking to open several more and he wanted a restaurant guy to come run his operations. Uh, restaurant managers are pretty well-rounded in customer service, uh, labor management, cost of goods management. Uh, so that's what he was looking for. And she called and said, I've got this opportunity in the car wash business. I said, I'm not going to work at a car wash. What are you crazy? <laughs> and uh, I'm a restaurant manager. So she, she sold me and I met with him and I liked him a lot. Uh, and he was, it was, it was, uh, it was an upward move. So it's a multi-unit. We opened, we opened three more locations. Um, it was a flex serve and we opened uh, an express, a, a, uh, a self-serve and a dog wash, uh, another express, uh, and so, and I fell in love with the business. It was kind of a sink or swim type, type thing, you know, mom and pop, like our industry often is mm-hmm. so adapted, uh, the things that I, that I used to manage restaurants, uh, into the car wash business and did operations for a few years and then, then started, started consulting. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that reservation you had about the car wash industry. We, we face it now, but we forget that when we're trying to hire how people just have these you know, these preconceived notions as to what the car wash industry is all about, right? Absolutely. Part of, part of what I do is, is to help people sell their project to the municipality or, uh, or to a, uh, a large uh, big box retailer. Uh, so I put together packages that, you know, illustrate that this is not just typical car wash. Car washes are much nicer nowadays. Yeah. 
you know, whole different uh, from your grandfather or your father's car wash, perhaps. So, all right. So you had that experience and then you went on from there. Tell us about that journey that led to, I think it was Wash Guru first and then Gleam, but tell us about the rest of that journey. Yeah, I've been in the business for about 15 years. Uh, I started um, again in Dallas with that multi-unit concept and then worked for a, uh, a franchisor uh, out, of, out of Boston and then went to work for did some full service operations for a Dallas-based company around the, the Georgia and Virginia markets for that company. And I went to work for Sonny's uh, as the director of education for Car Wash College, which, I mean, talk about resources. I learned a lot as well as not just teaching people, but learned from so many different operators. And of course, the Anthony Analettos and the Paul Fazios of the world. Um, and, uh, then I went, I got, I, I kind of got recruited out of there back into operations, uh, COO for, a for a multi-unit full service company based out of Louisiana, Mississippi. And, um, and then I kind of got, you know, I, I wanted to get out of operations and start and start consulting. So I decided to go ahead and bite the bullet and, and open Wash Guru. And I've been doing Wash Guru for about 11 years now. Wonderful. And, and, uh, and then what led to starting Gleam and, and why Denver? So Gleam, you know, it, owning car washes is, is kind of, is, is the retirement plan. It's my 401k, if you will. I see. Uh, I still love, and I still, I'll never stop uh, doing the wash guru stuff. So Gleam, um, so my partner uh, lives in the neighborhood as well. And our mutual friend, she was talking to and said, uh, I'm thinking about maybe opening a car wash here in this neighborhood. And he said, you know what? I know a car wash guy. So uh, he got us together and, and, uh, Years later, we opened Gleam Number One, and Gleam Number Two will break ground next month. Oh. I've been saying this month for the past few months. So, <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And so, you moved. You live in Denver now. So, that's I live in Dallas. Uh, interestingly enough, and of course, my partner and co-host David Begin lives in Colorado Springs, and we just mm-hmm. opened our third unit not far from yours. Uh, yep. not, not so close, but not too far. Uh, so, how, how has that been? That transition to Denver. Uh, I've been in Denver for almost eight years now. Okay, so you've been there for a while, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, it's it's a great town. So it's the right size. Yeah, it's growing though phenomenally. So it is, and we're watching a ton of cars. Yeah. So you know, it's incredible. The growth there is incredible. I mean, they can't build fast enough. You know, you're talking about your your new car wash. We went through quite a process uh, getting ours open, just because of the jurisdictions that we fall under. And part of it is that they're so busy with all of the growth that's going on. And so that ours ended up being a two year process when, it, when we counted actually over two years. So, but it is what it is. Yeah. Typically I tell clients a year, a year from, from uh, LOI from the bank or, or L, from a year from taking on the land is when you're going to open your car wash. Yeah, yeah. Now, not, not in Denver. <laughs> no, not in Denver. Yeah. Not in Denver. <laughs> All right, good. So uh, thanks for that background. Obviously, we, we could talk for hours about your experience and background, but that'll come out uh, as we converse here. The focus for this conversation is you've taken a, a pretty unique approach. I mean, I'm sure there are others out there, but uh, I thought it was a very interesting approach in how you are marketing and positioning Gleam Car Wash. Um, and it's and it's one of a, of a green approach or sustainability that's really how you promote yourself. And so I want to have that conversation, why you decided to take that approach, how that's working, how you're doing it, because we can all learn from that. So 
Um, you talked about how the idea first came to bear, someone who was interested, that all worked out. But the concept, the design for Gleam, how did that come about? So the, 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 green, the green marketing uh, behind our, our, our brand um, is really, it's, it's the way of the future. Um, I'll, I'll always have a really good reclaim system. But, you know, it, from, from my perspective, it's, it's, about, it's about return on investment. And, but it was really more brought about uh, by my partner, Emily. I, I affectionately call her Captain Planet. She's an <laughs> eco-warrior. And so it was really, she prompted all, all the green marketing. Um, you know, I, I knew about all the equipment and, and you know, how, how to run the facility. And she really was, felt really strongly about bringing a green aspect into our business, not just from a marketing standpoint, but from sustainability standpoint, you know, to, to, it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, we have, have spent a lot of upfront money on, you know, a hundred thousand dollar motor control center, uh, 41 kilowatt array of, of uh, solar on a roof and um, the best reclaim system in, in the, on the market, uh, you know, hundred percent LED lighting, all that stuff. But the return is, is already happening. Uh, on all that money we spent, we probably won't have more than a four-year return on all of those things. Uh, you know, we're spending about twelve hundred dollars a month in water because we're only using about fifteen gallons of water per car. Wow. Um, we have seventeen percent of our electricity is being is being sustained with the uh, with the solar. A lot of sun here, uh, and we're going to add another forty kilowatt array on our other roof uh, next year. Fantastic. And when did you open? We opened in late August of 2015. Okay. Right? 2016. Right. Okay, 2016. Two years, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And so, of course, you know, this whole sustainability sustainability, and, and green focus, it's a fit in Denver as well because, of course, Colorado is very uh, nature uh, conscious. Uh, people traditionally have been so. You have a lot of influx of people from California. So did that come into play as well, that that market really responds to that maybe more than other markets? Absolutely. So I, def I definitely emphasize, I would, I would emphasize this type of marketing more in a progressive market. Uh, for instance, when I build um, in California, so my clients basically get the same treatment that Gleam did because it's a much, it's a very progressive state. Uh, when we build in in Nevada, uh, California, Texas, we tend to overdo it on reclaim, or at least for future plans, just in case those stage four, stage five drought conditions shut car washes down and we can go fully closed loop. Okay, interesting. So tell us more about that. Is that that you mentioned? Obviously, and, and we're touching on it: the solar, but the reclaim system. And and I read from your materials. You're reclaiming or recapturing 90% of the water, which is certainly more than most tunnels. Um, tell us a bit more about the the architecture, without giving it away any secrets, but the architecture of that reclaim system. Sure. Um, it's, a, it's a Sobrite reclaim system. It's a Filtermatic 2, which is their, their big one. Uh, we have four 1,500-gallon tanks, storage tanks underground, and the way it works is that it, it filters the sediment from one tank to the other. So the last tank is the cleanest tank and we draw the water from there. Well, we, we only capture 90 plus percent because about 6% goes to evaporation sure, sure. and off. So 
uh, or we, we catch we catch one hundred percent of what we can, and we reuse uh, almost all of it. You know, quite a bit of it. We only use we probably use between twelve and fifteen gallons uh, per car, uh, but the filtration is basket filtration, cyclonic cyclonic filtration, and then uh, gravel and glass media filtrations. We get down to about five microns. So we use this water for a lot of stuff. We use it for some of our soap applications that don't require foaming. Uh, and of course we use it for all the undercarriage, all the, the wet down stuff for the mitters and, and wraps. Uh, we just, we only not, we don't use it for our final three rinses and some of our foaming soap applications. So we, we use about 120 gallons of water per car and only 15 of that is, is fresh water. We use a ton, you know, we've got the, Sunny's Omnis, and we've got a, a high-pressure undercarriage, a low-pressure undercarriage. You know, we've got uh, we've got a lot of a lot of water going through that. Tunnel. Right. But there are about eighty thousand uh, car washes in North America, and uh, you know each one of those car washes use about hundred gallons uh, of, of water per car. And you know we're not just in it for you know saving money. We we'd like to see the industry start taking notice of these things, and and see municipalities start to change their their dynamic of of regulating water use and start you know start requiring at least to some degree these type of things but most most cities don't require reclaim right which is amazing um all right i want to come back to that point because i'm interested in how this impacted your process with the city maintenance of this system would would you say it's about the same as a you know the reclaim system i might have regular reclaim system as i might call it is there additional maintenance? Is there more frequent maintenance? Talk to me about that. That's pretty typical. As you're aware, in the car wash business, there's lots of lots of mechanical moving parts. So there's things breaking every single day. Um, the reclaim system is there's it's no different. It's just it's just pumps and pipes and, and 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 pneumatics. So as far as you know, every few years, I think we need to change the uh, the um, media in the tanks, which is no fun at all. Um, <laughs> Other than that, it's, you know, we got to change a UV bulb every now and then. Um, of course, the filter baskets got to be emptied every, every day, like any other reclaim system. Right. But uh, no, pretty, pretty typical for any, any okay. other piece of equipment in the, in the car wash. All right. So going back to going through the city approval process, you were under city jurisdiction there, I'm gathering, for this location. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. So did this have any positive impact? Did this help at all your focus on sustainability? Did they care? Did this help? You know, we have we have an awesome story, not just about being green, but our progressive hiring practices. We have, you know, 25 to 30 percent of our staff is is somewhere on the spectrum, autism spectrum. It, those things probably if so, it was a use by right uh, zoning. So we didn't need a conditional use or special use permit. So it was our we, we were already good to go. Now, greasing any wheels because of because of our, our great story. I don't think that really played much of a part. But do you think it resonated with them? And do you think, because you touched on it, that one of the challenges we have with water usage in particular, and I had this conversation uh, with Claire Moore from the ICA on the Water Savers Program, is that most municipalities, they, they don't, they have this old idea of how car washes waste water. And so part of our challenge is to educate those municipalities so that when shortages do occur, they don't have a knee-jerk reaction and try to shut us down, right? Um, does it? Did it seem to you like it resonated with them, and this was something that was um, eye-opening to them as you went through the process? So certainly, uh, in, in every city that I deal with, when I build car washes for clients, we have to we have to 
you know, try and negotiate the uh, tap fees right. down. Denver's tap fees are actually very low. Um, we probably spent, you know, on our one and a half inch uh, incoming, our, our discharge tap fees, we probably spent like 40 grand, wow. not much no. at all. You know, I had a client in Indiana, they wanted to charge a hundred grand, uh, you know, made the arguments for, for our water usage with the reclaiming water. And we got it down to 33 grand. Hmm. So that's where I deal mostly with, with, uh, with the city and, and water and water usages is trying to get those tap fees. Reduced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big deal. We, we, we spent considerably more than that. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but that's a good point that we might've taken that approach and it might've helped. Um, all right. So I want to make sure for, for everybody. Well, next time, next time, Henry, uh, give walk. Exactly. That's where, that's the part we were missing. <laughs> we didn't hire you. So I want to make sure we, we finish the definition of what we mean by sustainability. It's the solar, uh, uh, application. So minimizing electrical use. And of course the water reclaim that's, that's a, those two things are what we mean by a sustainable car wash operation. Is that right? Yeah, those uh, LED, 100% LED, LEDs. Okay, so have, that's uh, a good point as well, yep. The reason why the MCC was so expensive is we have 32 variable frequency drives uh, for each one of our motors. Mm. So the, those things are those things are expensive. All right, so the lighting was another key component. Anything else that, that was brought into, particularly in the design, that was consciously part of this effort? Yeah, just the, v, the VFDs for the motors. Okay, all right, good. This is Henry Lopez, co-host of the How of Car Washing podcast with an exciting announcement. My co-host David Begin and I have designed a task management system for our car wash business. It helps us manage all of the operational tasks at our wash locations like repair work orders, scheduled maintenance, and all of the checklists that we use to keep the wash running smoothly. We call it the Car Wash Operating System. And it helps us manage our operations so that we can drive maximum performance in our business. We are now offering the car wash operating system to other wash owners. If you're looking for ways to improve your operations by reducing downtime and reducing maintenance costs, then we invite you to learn more about our affordable solution at carwashos.com. The Car Wash Operating System is a task management software solution designed to help you manage your operational tasks so that you can drive maximum performance at your wash business. Again, to find out more about the Car Wash Operating System, please visit carwashos.com. So we talked about that this is a market that definitely this resonates with, but how has that been received? How do you think customers are receiving this message? And, and then we'll talk about how you're communicating it, but do you think customers are choosing you because of this? Uh, that's, it's, it's an ex excellent question. And there's no formula to, to figure out if that's happening. You know, we, we know it is, we, we don't have redemption. It, so, so it's not, nothing that's trackable. Now we just won uh, Denver Chamber of Commerce's Greenest Business in Denver Award. Nice of all the businesses in Denver, so it's not just car washes. Um, we were one of five finalists for the Denver Business Journal's uh, Small Business of the Year as well. So those those efforts are definitely helping. Yeah, I mean that, that's a big deal, right? To be recognized that way is a big deal because again, these you're, you're, we're in a business that traditionally hasn't even been looked at as any place you would think green, right? Yep. 
for sure. And the, the, the antithesis of, of, of green. That's right. And, you know, if you read our Google reviews, there are a lot of mention, a lot of, a lot of mentions of, we love the fact that they are so green. Um, so we do get business because of that. And there's word of mouth, uh, you know, people that, act, that truly care about it. Um, you know, we uh, definitely come use us because of that. Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to gather this information anecdotally, but like you said, there's no way to really directly measure that. But that's one of the ways that you gather it is the feedback that people are giving you, right? Absolutely. You know, we have recycled everything, napkins, straws, and cups, and all that stuff. So we we definitely try and be extremely green. We we have a recycling area for people to bring their electronics in and batteries and and hmm. ink cartridges. You know, we're uh, we also won another award from state of Colorado for it's a bronze, the bronze uh, medal. And so we're going to keep plugging away to try and get the gold in the next year, the year after. Great. So how are you communicating this message? Uh, you have signage I know on site that talks about it, but walk us through that. How do you make people aware of the fact of what you're doing? Because again, that's one of the challenges in our business is people would otherwise not notice in going through our tunnel that you're recapturing 90% of the water. So how do you Tell me about the campaign to communicate that to your customers. So, you know, we could certainly do a much better job. We we're working with a new advertising agency because um, we need some help in getting that getting that word out more. You know, it's it's it's, it's pretty cool the, the stuff that we're doing, and we would like more people to know about it. So, right now, we kind of tag everything that we do with it. Our website, of course, has information about it. Signage on site. We push more detail and uh, memberships than anything else. And this thing, I, I don't know what we're going to be doing, but definitely we'll be, we'll be doing more than we're, we are currently doing. Okay. Your social media, are you currently managing that in-house or do you have somebody managing that for you? We, we outsource that. Okay. Um, you've got, talking about reviews, you've got, I saw 479 reviews when I was doing the research. I think that was on Google, wherever it was. That's a lot of reviews. Have you done something specifically to help generate those reviews? Yeah, so we hired a uh, uh, marketing firm to uh, to do the positive re- review um, campaign. Okay. And there's not much to it. Uh, you know, it's basically a platform with an iPad that people can just leave a review. Now, to incentivize people to leave reviews, because we all know in the car wash business, uh, we get a lot of negative reviews because of the, the subjective nature of our business, especially full-service right. car washes. Absolutely. It doesn't come out vacuuming. And people don't understand that. So they can leave you a one-star review when they, when they leave with their dog hair or their nasty cup holders or whatever. So mm-hmm. combat negative reviews, we have to have a positive review campaign. So we did that. And what we do is we just give them a free drink for leaving a review. They can leave whatever review they want, whatever drink they, they want to get, whether it's a large coffee or a kombucha or what or soda, whatever it is, they get it for free just for leaving a review. Um, and so we concentrated on, on Google quite a bit. And that's why I have so many reviews and so many positive reviews. I think we're 4.4 now on, on Google, uh, which is pretty, pretty darn good for a full service car wash. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's great. And I think you're spot on, Rob. We've been doing the same or taking the same approach. The key to uh, counteracting those extreme negative reviews that we get in this business is to just overwhelm it with positive reviews. That's the best approach. And so I think you're spot on there. Okay. So on the sustainability thing, I do believe that this is very similar to if, you know, for us in our business, customer service is a focus. I believe you have to believe it as an owner 
Otherwise, it's just pretend and it's just a veneer and people see through that. You guys really believe in the value and the need to be a sustainable business. Is that fair? We absolutely. So we have a we have an electric car charging station at our car wash. We're going to have one at our second location as well. And uh, we're going to have solar over our vacuum uh, canopies at the new location because uh, the roof just doesn't isn't conducive. It's not facing the right direction. Um, it, and we're doing this stuff called magic concrete. Well, it's it's kind of a it's a nickname for this this type of concrete that's that's supposed to it's supposed to hold heat in in the winter time. This the sun uh, comes down to the concrete and hold it holds the heat. So it's it's kind of like a heat generating hmm. concrete. Well, it's brand new. We're, we're going to be kind of a, we're going to be the guinea pig. We're getting it at a cost. So yeah, that's trying it out. Yeah, as, far, as far as, you know, believing in it, we, we absolutely do. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're very progressive thinking my partner and I, and she is, she's m- m- most of the one that drives, that drives it all. We have plenty more improvements to make and we'll continue to do so as money permits. But uh, we definitely believe in, in, in being uh, eco-friendly. So let's talk a little bit more about the money because that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day, you touched on it briefly at the outset about the, how, how many years it takes you to return that investment from a profit perspective. You're obviously spending a bit more upfront, no doubt to implement these systems, to spend more on the water reclaim system, the concrete you're just talking about. I mean, right now it's free, but the next one, it might not be the solar panels. What is at a high level, the impact on profitability how do you look at it? Part of it is looking at it a little bit longer term, but how does it impact the bottom line? So it's a good question. We spent so much money on this car wash that the few hundred grand that we, that we, or a couple hundred grand that we spent in this, these other things really wasn't really much of a drop in the bucket. So we, it's just, uh, it was a small percentage of, of the overall project. So the impact wasn't, wasn't great. We were profitable in month four. Um, and it, it's and been profitable every, every month since it's been growing, growing, growing. So it's tough to, tough to say it's, it, at le- it definitely pays for itself. I would, I would, I would say, even though I have no metric to, to measure that, I would say it definitely pays for itself. Well, you, yeah, I mean, it's, it makes sense because you're addressing the two things that we spend a lot of money on water and electricity, right? So um, it's just that, that math, just like when you look at the early hybrid cars, the math sometimes didn't make sense, but, um, but you're telling me that it does certainly, um, why did you spend so much on this car wash? Is that a philosophy as to building it, uh, to your, you know, you know the right I, way or tell me about that. It, it, it hurts to, to spend so much money on these first two locations are going to be very expensive. Yeah. Uh, going forward, we're going to try and try and build them, you know, cheap, more cheaply. Um, we spent so much money on these things. Denver wanted us to cap the whole thing. So we spent 150 grand on the uh, main street zoning stuff for the sidewalk and the landscape. I see. Just like a 12 foot sidewalk. <laughs> um, we, they wanted to put a roof on the whole on 75% of the, of the property it's because basically they don't want drive throughs coming in there. They don't want a McDonald's. They know McDonald's isn't going to put a roof on the whole thing. So we had to, we had to do that. That was quite a bit of money. Just everything that Denver wanted us to do. We spent, you know, 130 grand on signage. Signage is very important. We got some really cool signs. We hired a, a marketing uh, advertising firm to uh, advertising and design firm. They designed our interior and exterior of our building and our, did all of our branding, uh, all of our signage design, all of our collateral design. So we spent quite a bit of money with them. 
Um, and that's more of an upfront type thing. It's like kind of one-time one time expense, but just lots of different things like that. You know, permitting entitlement in Denver is pretty expensive. Um, we hired a development professional to uh, help us get, get through the, through the, whole, the whole process. Um, I do that, but there are people that are, even, that are better than I am uh, that do that as well. So we just, uh, you know, it all, all boils down to, we had the money to spend. Um, it's not gonna impact our, our EBITDA when it comes time to, to trade this thing. So uh, it's, and it's an it's a absolutely beautiful facility. Oh, it is. Definitely is. All right, great. We'll wrap it up on this topic with this two-part question. Um, first is, I'm thinking about building a wash or I'm planning to build a wash. What are a couple of key things that you're advising those types of clients on being sustainable, on including those components? When does it start? What do they got to be thinking about early on? So not everybody needs to or wants to go to the degree that we did. Um Definitely reclaim, you know, you can get a pure clean reclaim for, for 30 grand. Uh, and it's going to, it's going to, it's, you'll use 30 gallons of water a car. So your, your payback will be, will be pretty good on that. Um, depending on your volume. Uh, and you know, LEDs of course are, are the way things are going. And then just advertise those few things, you know, we're a green car wash. We recycle our water. Um, that's, really the only advice I have for, for being green, just for, for the min, the minimalist. Yeah. Anyway. And so that last part applies to the second part of the question is I'm an existing wash. I, I want to start at least promoting the green aspects of the business I already have. I have a reclaim system. What do you recommend there? Where do, where do I get started? Uh, is it worth retrofitting solar? What are your thoughts there? Well, Sonny Fazio uh, had a quote that he said, uh, if you see somebody doing something right, just copy them to the T. And so basically, you know, figure, find those people that are doing some awesome stuff like Glean Car Wash or Canton Car Wash that are really all about the green, the green aspect and just, just kind of copy them. Uh, you know, a lot of my clients have trouble, have, they have trouble with their social media presence, you know, what to post and, and how to post. I said, listen, just follow a few of these, a few of these guys that really know what they're doing and, and get some, get some uh, inspiration from, from theirs. Yep. Agreed. All right. Thanks on all of that information. Let's segue into car wash or wash guru rather. Tell us about the services that you offer there and the top types of clients that you work with. Uh, you name it, we do it. Uh, currently we have about eight clients, um, most of which are ground up builds, uh, some acquisitions, both seller and buyer, and some are improvements of existing operations. Uh, we don't do much work with full service car washes anymore. I just did have a, had a had a guy contact me yesterday about converting his full serve to a flex serve. We do plenty of that. Um, we don't. We when we first got in the business, we did a lot of of helping full services be more more efficient. Uh, nowadays, we're doing a lot more um, marketing type things. We do a lot of feasibility studies. So we actually have banks that hire us directly to do feasibility studies because everybody needs one, um, and we do write a lot of business plans. Uh, that's kind of the way of wash guru's future, I think, is more intellectual property rather than down and dirty training. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Uh, we'll be doing some training in Alabama for a membership startup program at an express exterior wash out there. Uh, we've got, we're doing, we've got a, uh, we're going to commission next or week after next uh, in San Jose for a client trying to build a car wash because they're trying to get a special use uh, or traditional use permit. You got to go in front of council and, and present for that. 
So really, you name it, we do it. Um, feasibility studies are the are the most. I think the most thing that we do, we've probably done a hundred of them. Uh, but that's we do a ton of those. Yeah. I'm curious, Robert, you have the same challenge. I do have multiple businesses. How do you manage, first of all, staying sane, but how do you manage your time between the car wash, you're building a second one and wash guru? How do you, how do you manage it all? Well, out of necessity, because, uh, Gleam isn't paying me any money yet. <laughs> so wash guru has to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a motivator there. <laughs> you got to keep the lights on with, uh, with that's right. But how do you balance your absolutely. time? Right. Because it can be, I have a hard time switching from one business to the other, but I have to, because I have multiple businesses. Is there something you do that really helps you do that effectively? You know, um, you know I have really good managers. I have a really good bench um, of managers at my car wash. So I can leave for, extended amount of time and not worry about anything. I tell my partner, I have about a 10% impact on my car wash when I'm there because my managers are so good. Um, you know, they, they better be, you know, with what I do for a living. Right. Uh, so, so that, that helps a lot. So I'm able to travel and, and go visit clients and, and do work for other clients in other States because I have such a good team on board. Um, and I keep developing new people and keep promoting them and have a, a lot of bench strength. Um, and so I just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really hand in hand consulting other car washes and in, in, in my car wash. And in the future, I said, I'm going to be doing a lot of, a lot more feasibility studies and business plans, but the management training I'm going to be doing at my facilities here in Denver, I instead see. of going to their facilities, you know, for, for startups, Hey, send your people, your key people over here. Let me get them trained properly at my facilities. I'll send them back to you ready to go. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing, focusing on more than the traveling training type stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. What, uh, what do you love most about what you do today? Um, I, I love being in a position to have the knowledge and to give that to other people. I love the fact that when I go visit clients that have had me back and forth, back to them several times, that the Wash Guru stuff is still posted in their office. Um, there's a really cool download on my website. It's called um, uh, Methods of Effective Car Wash Manager. It's basically well, you know, the Bible. This is how to be a good car wash manager. Um, I love seeing that at, in all my clients locations, uh, and just knowing that there's tons of people out there that I've helped make successful. That's what I love. That's fantastic. All right. We chatted before we started recording. Um, we both like to read. Is there a book you've read recently that you would recommend? Uh, well, I've read lots of books recently, but I would think the two books that pertain most to, to what we do in our bit, our industry, one is called the goal by Eli Goldratt. It is, uh, it's a book about a plant manager, a manufacturing plant manager that couldn't quite get profitable. He was a good manager, just couldn't quite figure it out. Hired a consultant, consultant came in and made him more efficient. He identified the bottlenecks and eliminated the bottlenecks, but also made sure that, that making those bottlenecks faster didn't create more bottlenecks down the line. And we do that on a daily basis at high volume car washes. We have uh, three to five bottlenecks depending on the concept of car wash. And we're constantly managing bottlenecks to make sure our, our efficiency is, is up to par. That's a great one. Um, also talks about cost accounting, which I won't get into, get, get into now because it's a little bit uh, uh, in depth. Uh, and then the other book is called uh, Tribal Leadership. Uh, uh, a guy named Tony Shea, uh, used, to, used to own Zappos, sold Zappos to, to Amazon, uh, recommended this book. Uh, it's, it's basically... It's about different cliques of people and how they fall into different management styles or levels. So for instance, uh, an awesome leader like Lee Iacocca would be like a level four leader. 
and there's level five leaders. So somebody who level five leader will be somebody like the Dalai Lama. So it's just, it's, it's inspiration to go from your stage two or stage three to get you to stage three, stage four, stage five. It's a really cool book. And it was travel as in traveling, travel leadership? No, tri- tri- tribal. Tribal. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Tribal leadership. I have not read that one. I have read the goal. I read that in the early nineties. It's a fantastic book. And you're right because, you know, it's so much of it is about constraints and, and we are trying to increase or maximize throughput. And so I think, uh, I hadn't reread it in a while, but now that you mention it, I need to do so. So thanks for those recommendations. If you didn't get that, we will have links to both of those books in the show notes page for this episode at thehowofcarwashing.com. All right, Rob, we'll summarize it here and wrap it up. What's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation in, uh, in respect to the things we talked about with operating a sustainable car wash, a green car wash. What's one thing you want us to take away from that conversation? Uh, well, in, in, in operating a green car wash, I think that the one takeaway for me, for my car wash, is that when you start out doing it for one reason, there are a lot more reasons that come into play and make you feel, make you feel good about what you're doing. So it's not just about marketing, about return on investment, but it's about doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that ties into the question I had asked about you have to, it really has to be something you believe in. Otherwise it'll be just another marketing program that, you know, fades out. Right. But what you're also saying is you're, you're reaping rewards of that over time because you see the reaction, you know, the positive impact that you're having, you get that anecdotal feedback. And so you're getting the rewards over time. Where would you like us to go online to find out more about you and about Wash Guru? Uh, Wash Guru's website is www.washguru.com. And then Gleam's website is www.gleamcarwash.com. And in this download that you mentioned, the methods of an effective manager, uh, where can we find that? Uh, it's on the, it's on the Wash Guru, Wash Guru, uh, website. Okay. And anybody can download that? Yep. It just comes in 11 by uh, eight and a half by 11. Uh, we give them away at the ICA show 11 by 17 full poster size. Wonderful. And if anyone wants one, they can certainly contact me through my website and I'll send one to them. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. I'm going to download it myself. So thanks for sharing that. Rob, this has been a great conversation. Great insights. Thanks for sharing the the details of how you're doing it at Gleam. And of course, uh, introducing us to Wash Guru and the services that you're offering your clients there. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for enduring. We had a bunch of technical issues up front getting started with the recording. Thanks for your patience through that. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Henry. Folks, this is Henry Lopez. You've been listening to another episode of The How of Car Washing. Again, my guest today was Rob Madrid with Wash Wash Guru, rather. And we thank you for listening. We release episodes on Wednesdays, and you can find The How of Car Washing on iTunes, Stitcher, and at our website, thehowofcarwashing.com. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.